BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Welcome to episode 14 of Simpin' After Dark, season five. It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza, back with another episode. I have a special guest today to talk about a bunch of fun stuff. I said I was going to be talking about the ultimatum, so I hope you guys all caught up. There's only 10 episodes. I don't think I'm asking for a lot. It's a really (laughs) easy watch, and we've all had time. I think it came out about a month ago. But I feel like everyone watched it already. And if you haven't, um, we're definitely going to be saying a lot of spoilers. But I'm going to be giving like a rundown on all the couples and everything. So you won't be lost if you haven't watched it, basically. But um, welcome back, Stephanie. Thank you. Good to be back. Yay, so excited. This is your first time this season. If you haven't been on since last season, we talked um, Janae Aiko. That was fun. But today we're going to be talking a bunch of couple dynamics for everyone. If you're a new listener and you don't know Steph, she is a master Steph a therapist. Uh, you yes. explain it better. I always, I'm sorry. A, I'm an associate marriage and family therapist. Perfect. So, if you so, don't know what that means, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So she's a very knowledgeable, but of course she's not here to give therapist advice. No. She's here as, you know, just my friend and master Steph. That's just her character just on the show. Just some educated thoughts. Yeah, you know, she can't help that she's knowledgeable and educated, but she's not here to give advice. So everything we say, take it with a grain of salt. Me as well. I say it all the time. I'm not like a fucking relationship coach, expert, nothing like that. So everything I say, it's not like a fact. Okay, so don't come for me if I ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, all right. But like always, something After Dark, we talk music and lyrics. Today I'm really excited. I'm going to be talking about a song by Ella May from her new album. Damn, what even is the name of the album? The song is called How, featuring Roddy Rich. The album just dropped, I think, like a couple weeks ago or so. This month, May 6th. The album is called Heart on My Sleeve. 
So Ella May is a UK R&B girly. Love her. The song is really good. It's produced by DJ Mustard. So it's nice and fun and upbeat. Definitely like a fun, like summery love song. Well, not really love song. It's a it's about switching up on someone. So I don't know. It's kind of like heartbreaky, but it's fun. Have you heard it, stuff? Have you checked out her album or anything? Yeah, I did. I mean, after you sent it to me, I, I checked it out. And actually, there's a lot of good songs on the album. Yeah, there's a lot of bops on there, actually. So check it out if you guys have not. Um, LMA, she's not like one of my number one artists that I listen to, but she does have a lot of popular songs. So I feel like you just, everyone knows like at least one LMA song. If you haven't, then I don't know. You must be living under a rock. <laughs> Um, today, so we're going to be talking about that and then we're going to be talking about the ultimatum. And then if we have time at the end, I'm going to be addressing some stuff. Um, people are always commenting on my videos and I'll interact and like entertain some things. If you come at me correct. Okay. If you come at me disrespectfully, I'm probably going to be a bitch. So yeah, you know, rightfully so. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I deal with a lot of people in my comments, so I just, I'll be tired sometimes and not in the mood. But um, this guy kind of was talking about how guys have to, like, shoot the shot with a million girls and be a player these days to, like, land a good, high-value, quality woman, whatever. So I think you guys know how I feel, but um, we're going to be here to talk about it. So stick around till the end, all right? <laughs> all right, let's play a clip of this song, and then we will dive into the lyrics. We're not going to do, like, a super deep dive because I do really want to get into the ultimatum. We're going to get, like, into the thick of it, okay? How could you turn? How could you switch it up on me? Yeah, switch it up on me. What's the worst that happened? Rolling with myself. I got too attached, now I'm working on my health. Wanna be a savage, thinking about yourself. I had to attack, had to leave you on the shelf. Oh, well. How you switch up on a nigga? I thought you would never leave. I know you hear my voice everywhere you be. Okay, bop. Absolute banger. I feel like Roddy Rich hasn't dropped music in a while, but I don't know. But it's nice to hear him back. Um, Yeah, so if you can hear the lyrics. Oh, also, by the way, for if you're watching this episode, hopefully soon I get all these episodes up on YouTube. But if not in the clips, we got Louie in the house. Mr. Louie, it's Stephanie's dog. (laughs) So uh, don't mind him. Yeah, (laughs) he's busy chewing on a little uh, treat. He's entertaining himself, but he's here because if not, he'll cry, but yeah. he's cute and we love him. So shout out to Louis. Mama's boy. Shout out to the pets. Give all your dogs kisses for me. <laughs> all right. So the song is called How, and it starts off, how could you turn? How could you switch up on me in my darkest hour? And I kind of wanted to pick a song that kind of had a little bit to do with the ultimatum. I was like, all right, I feel like this is pretty good. I feel like when you give someone an ultimatum, it's kind of like you're switching up because, you know, you're all in and then it's like, I don't know, where you're like, wait a second, like, this is what I need now and either you can deliver or I'm out. So it kind of feels like a switch up. What do you think? Like if someone gave you an ultimatum. I personally don't agree with ultimatums, um, but I would feel like, 
I guess in it I guess it would depend on what it was yeah. too. But I, I just don't think ultimatums are the best way to go about communicating that something is important to you or um having a discussion because I feel like if ultimately you don't agree with that, then it's just like, okay, this is something that probably isn't working. I don't know. But I don't think you should leave it to the other person. Like you either choose this. I think that's just your choice. Does that make sense? Like in a sense, it's like an ultimatum, but say like, you know, you know my boyfriend wanted to have kids and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And ultimately we agreed like, I don't want to have kids, but you do. And that's a, you know, he wants someone that will, then he needs to just tell me like, this isn't going to work, but so he like, can't say you kind of have to make the decision to remove yourself. You're yeah. Saying. But I don't think that it's right for him to say you give me kids or I'm leaving. Okay. So you think there's like more of like a healthier way to go about it, but it, yeah. it's still kind of in a way an ultimatum, but without making it so like intense and like putting someone on the spot. Yeah. Okay. I think it's if like the person that would be the one giving the ultimatum instead of giving the ultimatum, they just need to make that choice on their own. Because, Which can be hard. Because say that I gave, you know, my boyfriend the ultimatum and he said yes now. Is he actually going to be happy with his choice later? Because I was the one that put it on him. He didn't choose it himself. Yeah, I do agree. It kind of like takes away like the whole aspect of somebody doing something on their own and like knowing that it's something that they wanted versus something that they were kind of cornered into. Exactly. Like how satisfying can that kind of be, you know? So that's why I feel like people that went on this show, like they were just like on their last leg and they were just like nothing to lose. (laughs) They're like, fuck it. Okay, so quick breakdown. I've talked about it on like the past couple episodes or past few episodes, but the ultimatum basically it's like a few couples, like five, six, I forgot couples that one of them gave the other one an ultimatum about marriage mostly some of them about kids also and then what they do is they all kind of like mingle hang out and they have to pick another person that's not their partner to live with for three weeks as like a marriage trial and then at the end of those three weeks they swap back to their original partner and then at the end they kind of have to decide if they want to like leave married or like commit to their partner like their original partner that they came with or with a new person that they found or just kind of break up basically Mm. so like shit's gonna go down like something's gonna happen at the end of it so i mean i would never fucking do that shit hell no i don't know how people do it but people do it (laughs) and i always wonder like how much of this is real because like some of these couples actually stay together and shit and i'm like how the fuck are you willing to like go through this? It's all filmed. Like they are sleeping together. There's one bed. It's, it's a lot for me, but yeah, I did kind of want to talk about that. Like ultimatums, like they are definitely a little bit toxic. So you think they're toxic? Yeah. Well, and ultimately they're not going to result in something that is going to make both people happy because, because just like I said, I think that, um, say for example, when people separate, you know, after being married and then the husband or wife is trying really hard to get that person back or to get on their terms and they change temporarily, um, so that that person can say, Hey, okay. Like, I, I think we're good. You know, you're, you're changing like I wanted you to. Um, but as far as what I've seen, um, you know, historically, um, is that it's very short term of how they change and they go back to their old ways because it's a system, it's the cycle, you know, yeah. and, um, it's really hard to break that cycle and, you know, change for that partner. 
Yeah, that makes sense. It's like, obviously, you're backed into a corner. You don't want to lose the person. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like it can kind of be like the other person is not going to change unless you give them the ultimatum. But it's like, it's not going to last most likely. And like, for me, like these girls and people that give ultimatums, like the people on the show, ultimately, I feel like they have nothing to lose. Yeah. And they're just like, fuck it. Because I've like known people in real life that like I I can think of like this one girl specifically that like made her whole life happen with this man like I don't know if she gave him an ultimatum but like he wasn't really trying to get married but she was like no we're getting married I want a ring like I think she like paid for half of her ring (laughs) that's another story and then like probably planned the whole wedding on her own got pregnant and like I feel like she just like made this all happen and this man was just so passive in it and like I don't feel bad for him because like if you don't know how to remove yourself from that then like what the fuck like we're grown here like if you don't like it but do you think like I don't know do you think some men or people need that kind of push in order for it to work or does it kind of like discredit the relationship if you got what you wanted at the end you know I don't think that it's a sincere choice though because if you're given that ultimatum how how sure is that person that they want to be with you if you had to really force them yeah you know and um kind of jumping ahead into some of the choices that the couples made um I think that it was a very immature um like what I would see or my own experience of like my first serious relationship where it's like I don't want to see you with anybody else. So yes, I'm going to go with the choice and I'm going to take your ultimatum. Will you marry me? And oh they didn't God. even have to go through the whole process because it's like, fuck. Like, Bro, I would have been so mad as the other couples. Yeah. I would have been like, and it's like, that's um, not what the fuck we came here for. He wasn't wanted by anybody else. And so he was probably like, oh, I'm not as hot shit as I thought I was. And um, this is this girl that, you know, doesn't want to have kids, even though I want to have kids is really my only chance right now. And I don't want to fuck up. Oh. So he just like made that quick choice. Yeah. So that I man mean, was trash. <laughs> that was like the worst, like guy Absolute, on the show, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> worst. Me. Yeah. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. Uh, but we'll, we'll get more into all the details of yeah. all these people. 
All right, so let's get back into some of these lyrics real quick. So then she says, what's the worst that can happen rolling with myself? I got too attached. Now I'm working on my health. Want to be a savage thinking about yourself. I had to attack, had to leave you on the shelf. And then verse one, face the facts. For you, I lost my head. Face fact, it's cool. We go again. Can't let these heartless, broken boys win. No, I'm back. I'm on my shit again. Back to business. Caught my fuel again. You out so I can let me back in. So it seems kind of like she's out of like a relationship where like she definitely was not a priority, definitely didn't feel important. And like she now is like back to like having self-worth and like seeing her own value Mm -hmm. and working on herself. And I feel like all the bitches on that show needed to listen to this song. And do that for themselves. Yeah. And so, like placing all the value on being married. Like, why? And I think that um, also a lesson to be learned on this show is that if you're patient, you can make good connections with other people. And if this person isn't giving you what you want, there is more people out there. And you just have to not think so um, like time is of the essence. I need what I want now. Like just be patient. And there's plenty of people out there (laughs) and you're going to find somebody that is going to easily give you what you want. If you guys are both connecting on the same level. So just wait, if you can't force somebody that doesn't want to, and if you are forcing them, then you're probably going to end up unhappy in the long term with in that relationship. Yeah. And I like wonder like what is going through some of these people's minds when they think that there's like nobody else out there for them, especially for like how young these people were on the show. Like there's like the one guy that was the worst that was 30. And I'm like, bro, you are grown and you're acting like this. The rest of them were like 23 to like 25, 26 maybe. Yeah. And like they just seemed like they felt like there was nobody else in the world for them. Like they needed to be married now. And it's like, what makes someone have that mentality like why do some people think that they need to be married so young I wonder we were talking about this before yeah and a lot of it I think is like pressure from family Mm. which is sad yeah and uh, like I was telling you earlier um it seemed like Shanique's family with her parents it seemed like a cultural thing where it was they were saying they've been he's been with my daughter for two and a half years so why hasn't he asked her the question and um So it was like the family kind of pressuring. So I don't know if that's what drove her or if maybe it's like you're the people you hang out with where you're everybody else around you. Yeah. Like if you're and you know, I believe that they're from Texas. I don't know if they're all from Texas, but the show was in Texas, but maybe they were from Texas. That would make sense, right? Someone was telling me that uh, and I don't know if this is true, um, but um, before I watched the show, they were saying that you actually have to be from that city. Yeah, um, that kind of so makes sense. So that you could live your everyday life and still go to work and still do those things. That's true, because they were still, like, going to work and yeah. stuff. So I guess for, like, season two, they'll probably go to, like, a, a new different city. city. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for season two. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know if that's, like, a thing in Texas where most people, you know, are getting married earlier. They're more traditional um, true. still. Whereas, you know, we're from California. It's and like the culture over there. <laughs> yeah, here we're, like, we're a little bit more laid back. I'm young I got my life to live yeah like I got things to do before I do all that yeah I think the last time that I thought that I wanted to be married by um 23 and have kids by 25 I was like in high school Um, but uh, anytime after that I'm you know even people still ask me to this day like oh do you think you know Myron's gonna pop the question soon I'm like no and we're completely chilling we haven't talked to like no rush and no rush at all and that's just me but yeah I don't know I think it's like people don't realize once you get married, you're just 
you're married and that's forever. Like there, it, there is no rush. Yeah, there really isn't. I don't see what the rush could be, but kind of like back to Shanique and the whole thing about like her parents or if it's like a cultural or like family thing. Yeah. I feel like that kind of, she places her value on being married and you could see that her parents do that too. Cause like yeah. they have like, they're like, why hasn't he proposed? Like something must be wrong with her or like, is she not good enough? Like she's great. Like why isn't he proposing? And, like, I just, like, realized that right now. I'm like, damn, like, that must suck to, like, have your parents be like, well, he's been with you for this long. Why hasn't he proposed? It must kind of, like, make you feel, like, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah. am I not good enough? And that's the problem with, like, girls placing their value on a man. Okay, I've been seeing, I, like, did not want to talk about this because I don't want to go on, like, a huge-ass tangent. But there's, like, this one girl on TikTok um so the video i seen she's basically talking about like finding a man to provide for you and being a stay-at-home mom i like i don't know what like part of tiktok this is it's mm-hmm. like stay-at-home wife talk i don't know but she's like <laughs> she dresses like real feminine she's like one of those feminine coaches you know i don't know if you've seen those girls on tiktok I, I like follow like a bunch of different people just to yeah. like get perspectives <laughs> right and like this girl I did not follow her because like I did not know how to feel about it so she's just like oh like my man I found a husband and I'm just a stay-at-home wife and like basically like if you're working for your boss you have to submit to your boss so why not just submit to your husband and think of it like he's your boss and you're working for him and my job is to make his life better and he provides for me and it's like your boss wants to have sex with you, but not like in a weird way or anything. <laughs> I was like so like just at a loss for words, like didn't know how to feel. I like clicked not interested because I was like, I don't want to see any more of this. I don't know why something about it just like rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. That's not the best comparison, it's I would not. say. Because I mean, and I know you've talked about this before, but um, you know, when you're a stay-at-home wife, stay-at-home mom, and say that like that's all you did as in your adulthood, say like these women that um, April was 23 years old. So to be a 23 year old, and I don't know if she works or doesn't work. I it, I don't think it was really said. I think she's like a social media influencer or something. Okay, so let's say that like you know someone like her, 23, doesn't work though, and so you have no work history something goes wrong then what do you do you're completely reliant on that boss of yours that you created this life with (laughs) yeah and that's the scary part kind of and then this other girl that I do follow um stitched that video and this girl I follow I follow her because she does have some kind of cool ideas like she kind of has the same idea but hers is more of like you find a man that like up front you tell him I like want a provider I want to be spoiled I'm very traditional this is how I was raised and that's what I expect mm-hmm. so they kind of just pay for everything and it allows her because she's a social media influencer so she does have a job okay basically mm-hmm. where she could just save all her money and still invest in herself while somebody's paying for everything so I'm like that's dope like if there's someone willing to do that yeah that's tight but she's still saving her money yeah or whatever and because her thing somebody asked and they were tagging her in that video they're like well what if like your boss fires you like blah blah blah. she's like well you just find a new job aka a new husband blah 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 and like that could work for a while but yeah I think it's kind of dangerous it's it's a slippery slope 
because I've talked about this kind of your whole best years thing. Like you can't really do that once you're like well, like into your like late thirties or forties. I mean, you can still look good. You can still find a new husband, but to like be trying to find a provider, like usually men that are trying to be a provider are also kind of like going to have this very patriarchal view of wanting a young wife that can still bear children and probably they probably want like a 22 year old you know quality wife high value young tight woman you know (laughs) so like not to like scare older women out of it like that's not my thing but it's the truth like you know we gotta like yeah yeah it sounds scary but you gotta like think about it's the reality so yeah don't want to stray too much but one thing people found out she went on Kevin Samuels' show. I don't know if you know who Kevin Samuels is. Well, he just died. It was a whole controversy because women were, quote-unquote, celebrating. Everybody was like, why are you bitches celebrating? He was like this um, older black man. Maybe you've seen these videos where okay. people would call in for, like, advice. But he was, like, a dick sometimes. Yeah, you know, okay, like, sometimes he was, like, kind of, like, chill. And he gave advice to men, like, telling them, like, if you're a bum, stop expecting, like, a woman that's, like, has everything going for herself to want you so he would like say some very realistic things but he would also shame women that would be like oh i'm looking for a high value man a provider and he's like how old are you how much do you weigh maybe in another lifetime like straight up so just like (laughs) really brutally honest okay okay like really fucked up so he died recently and like the whole irony with it was that he died alone in a hotel not a hotel in an apartment that he was renting with a woman he had just met the night before who was a overweight woman that was over 30 years old the fucking irony telling all these women that they're like useless but then he's fucking single like i think he was divorced or like basically like who the fuck are you to be telling people you know so there was a whole controversy that poor woman like knowing that he's like that and then (laughs) yeah but okay so this is the crazy thing this girl that i was just talking about on tiktok she had called into Kevin Samuel. So that video just started going around uh-huh. where she was like, oh, my husband wants me to give him a child before he proposes, blah, blah, blah. So he was like, no, like a high value man will propose within six months. So this is like a weird like rhetoric that's been going around about like he'll propose in six months. Like that's really fast to me. Six months from meeting you? Yeah. A, a high value man will know immediately each their own i guess i don't know that sounds kind of insane to me i mean i guess the older you get okay maybe a year but six months is kind of really fucking fast six months is pushing it because i feel like you're still in the honeymoon stage at that point and um i guess yeah maybe if you're older um and you're more comfortable being direct with exactly what you want and who you are as a person then I would say like, okay, maybe I could see that, but, um, but it still feels kind of contractual to me with being really upfront and like just rushing to get married. Feels for sure. very just like running it like a by the book type of thing, just not organic. I'm just saying that if if it say it was organic, I could see six months. Not that I would ever, but um, six months could work more um or be more of what to expect if you are just comfortable with yourself very straightforward and you guys both know what you want out of a person then I could see the six months maybe you could get to know that person enough to feel like oh my god I'm ready to marry this person but other than that and I think also you would have to be older just to have more experience because I feel like if you're like 22 23 
25, maybe even, you're just like still kind of naive, no offense to the younger listeners at that point. Like you still have a lot of living to do, a lot of experience. Yes. To experience. How do you say that? Growth a too. lot of experiences to experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so like with this girl, I'll, I just feel like that whole side of TikTok and girls like that place all their value in getting a ring. And, like, kind of what I wanted to talk about, too, and, like, not even, like, on this episode, but, like, fuck it, I'm talking about it, so whatever, is, like, people that make content like that, and if you look at their comments, it's, like, men, just, like, yes, do you have a sister? Oh, my God, protect this woman at all costs. Oh, but they won't listen to her, I bet, though, and it's, like duh the fuck like why would we like you think the same girls that speak out against misogyny and like the dangers of men are going to be the same girls that place all the value in getting a ring because all the men are like and she got that ring though but i bet the hoes won't listen to this one the girls that are begging for a ring are the ones that are listening to her the ones that don't place value on a ring and getting picked in marriage are not going to be listening to her like they feel like they're making a point and they're not and i'm just like you guys are fucking dumb man yeah but whatever teach their own if that's like if that's your life goal no shame i hope you find a man that actually values you but i feel like it's more rare men that like are like that they want a very submissive woman i feel like you're not allowed to have an opinion and they all dress the same like do you have to look like a pilgrim <laughs> like they all fucking dress the same like with the dresses down to like mid calf like flowy like pilgrim i don't know i don't know anyway we strayed we yeah. strayed Back bottom line <laughs> don't settle just to get a ring on your finger yeah it's like cool we have a ring like now what like literally she was like what you're at your retail job dusting shelves for your boss when you could be at home dusting shelves for your husband and for your home my job is just to love him like okay we'll see We'll see how long that lasts. We'll see. Exactly. I wish her the best, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so pretty much, I don't even really want to get into Roddy Rich's lyrics. I just wanted to bring up just the point of like switching up. And yeah, if an ultimatum is kind of like a switch up. And also like, yeah, just the idea of finding yourself and valuing yourself. And once you have self-love and find that you won't be so desperate to get that love from someone else kind of comparing it to like Shanique and how if you're raised like that to like put all your value on if your man proposes within the first however months or years you know Mm -hmm. so we can get into this now because it's a lot so there are six couples so the first one we can talk about is April and Jake I feel like April is like the one that I've mostly talked about she's like the youngest one she's Mm -hmm. 23 Jake is 26 she gave him the ultimatum to me, it seems like he's not really into her like that. Like, he's just kind of with her to be with her. But he's kind of, like, wishy-washy. But the thing that was, like, crazy was that he bought her a car. Yeah. So, like, that's what when people talk about, like, I think if they wanted to, they would kind of. Because a man will do everything but propose if he doesn't want you like that. So, yeah, he's buying you a car. Like, yeah, he's doing this and that. But if he's not proposing and you said that you want to get married that's already like your cue to leave i think i mean good for her she got a car out of it at least (laughs) (laughs) i don't know and i actually wasn't sure if i wanted to do uh that song that we did or the other one with lotto which is the things you didn't say or something like that 
because it reminded me of like April and just most of these girls. Like if they're not saying I want to marry you, they don't want to marry you. Like a man will be very fucking clear. I don't know how you feel about that. I, I agree with that. Like if they're not just fucking saying it, then they don't. If you have to beg for the ring, plan everything yourself, pick out your ring, pay for your ring. That's embarrassing <laughs> to me. Yeah. But find someone else. <laughs> yeah. No, like there's plenty of fish in the sea. Like that's a saying for a reason. Yeah. And there might be a lot of shitty fish, but you know, there's, there's some nice ones in there. Okay. So, um, I feel like we all know like a couple where it's like the guy's just there or the girl's just there just to like do it, but like they're not even into it. And that's why when you bring up commitment and that's why I think you should bring up commitment. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So for like April and Jake, okay, giving an ultimatum. So obviously the whole like premise of the show is kind of toxic already. Mm -hmm. But like, so how do you feel is like a healthier way to go about ultimatum without like saying, give it to me or leave. But like, obviously if you've already dropped a hint once and they haven't said it, if you like, do you, what about like putting a timeline on it? Yeah, I personally would feel more comfortable with a timeline because say that they have an excuse like I know you mentioned before that um it's a lot of um financial reasons I feel why. like every single one of them I feel like yeah so um if it's a financial reason then to say like okay you know what like um for me <laughs> with any of my goals is just like okay let's you know start get to that goal and then backtrack so we could get a better timeline of you know if you're serious that you want to be with me and you want to marry me then let's see what we need to do as a couple to get to that point and how can I help you especially if it's a finance thing then like um what do we need to do maybe like do I need to make sacrifices because some of these you know women are saying you know, that they want to be spoiled, but if he has a lot of debt, then how is he supposed to meet that need? And you need to be understanding and compromise. So if you're expecting a nice ring and you're expecting him to get rid of his debt and, um, you know, get married, then um, are you guys going to be going on less dates? What are you going to do as a couple to get to where you both want to be? That's true, because I feel like it's working on something together and like reaching or like coming to a tangible goal and plan yeah to where you can get to that because i feel like if a guy is just like well i just want to be financially ready but he's not doing anything yeah i think that's like making it clear versus like because like with some of some of these dudes like it seemed just like an excuse like it was just like a like a just a non-tangible just like a very vague like i just am not financially ready what does that mean exactly what does that mean like yeah. what is your plan what break that down for me please yeah like <laughs> do you have a some debt here you want to pay off and you want to save up this much money and you want to do this first or whatever yeah but like if a guy is just like very vague about it it's an excuse it's a yeah. fucking huge cop-out and a lot of guys use it yes so they need to be like working 
towards whatever it is and like communicating that to you and like that's like you said you can work on that shit together and that might require a sacrifice and, and if and you compromise. see though that you're con- if you're compromising and you're actually prepared to say like okay i get that now let's see what we can do to reach that goal and then you see him like oh shit <laughs> like, or you know when to, it comes when you show him the plan he's like Ugh. yeah or if you know okay okay yeah and then you see like a month goes by two months goes by six months goes by and you see that you're exactly at the same spot after and they're just like buying it, all these sneakers then like, then i'd be like okay yeah you're not like you're just talking and whatever your excuses are aren't an actual you know reason why you don't want to marry me right now then yeah. you know bye it's a cop out and like you don't even need to do the whole ultimatum at that point just yeah. pay attention to their actions exactly. and that'll tell you everything that you need to know all right what else about this couple to me she's really young she's really pretty i feel like i don't understand her rush at all and at the reunion she was already in a serious relationship <laughs> moved so, in okay whatever i mean i guess do your thing and then with Jake, so him and another girl really clicked. So that's the next couple. Yeah. Ray and Zay. So Ray is Rachel, I think her name was. She's 24. Zay was 25. They were like a really interesting dynamic. To me, it seemed like she has like avoidant attachment a little bit with Zay at least, or she's not really feeling him. It seems like sex is, like, their biggest thing to me. Like, the way they talked about, like, fucking, like, three times a day. Did Zay, yeah. did Zay say that? Or did she say that or something? They were talking about, like, fucking, like, a bunch of times a day. I was like, damn. And then she started having a conversation because her and Jake immediately clicked. Like, they were, like, had the same kind of, like, family background and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So they clicked. So they moved in together. And she was just, like, telling him, like, oh, like, because they have to, like, try to, like, pretend that it's a marriage and talk about their goals. So she's, like, I want to have sex, like, at least four times a week or, like, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I was, like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems like that's really big to her and that's the only way that she could kind of open up. Yeah. Because when her and Zay were talking at the beginning, he's just kind of, like, well, like, how do you feel about me? And she couldn't say anything. She just, like, got quiet or, like, shut down the conversation. So I don't know if that's kind of like an avoidant attachment style or if she's just not feeling him. Yeah, that's I mean, I just kind of felt that she wasn't really feeling him. And again, it's just like, are you just wanting to get married just to get married? Because I don't understand how are you not able to communicate how you feel about your partner when you're the one giving the ultimatum? Yeah, that was just very confusing to me. Um, But in the reunion. How she even said, I saw my face on uh, when I watched it back and I was blank, like there was nothing there. And so she even realizes, you know, later how um, inexpressive she is. Yeah. And so I'm sure that's something that she struggles with. Yeah. So that that after she said that, then it was just like, okay, like, does she feel certain things? But she just has a really hard time verbalizing it and expressing it. So I'm sure that regardless of who she's with, that's going to be something that she needs to work on. Which can be hard. Very and hard. I feel like she caught a lot of heat on TikTok. Like when this show first dropped, there was a bunch of TikToks. I felt like I hadn't watched it yet. So like me from just what was on my FYP, okay. she was the villain. Like I was ready to like go in and just like <laughs> hate her. And then I didn't. And then I kind of 
feel like I kind of can relate to her yeah. in how hard it is to express myself. I'm the same way. But then, like, really feeling all these feelings inside, like how she said that, like, I, in my head, I felt like I, could, I express myself and, like, I have all these things I want to say, but then they just, like, don't come out. Like, I just... Like there's nothing like freeze. Yeah. Yeah. And like I could completely relate to that. And I don't know if that's like a fearful avoidant or like the like the mix and match one. Yeah. The what was that? Um, Disorganized. Yeah. Disorganized. Attachment or whatever. Yeah. Because I don't think she would be on the show unless she actually loved him. And a lot of people were just like, oh, like she played him. She just brought him on here and she never loved him like to begin with. I think she did. But I think they just kind of had been through a lot. If you see the way Zay acts, I think they just had a lot of fucking problems. Yeah. And she did love him. But then when she clicked with Jake, she saw like how calm and chill it could be. She kept saying that about Jake. Like he's just calm and matches my energy more. They're just like a lot more giggly together. Yeah. It seemed like she could open up a lot more with Mm -hmm. him. And I wonder like why that is. But I guess Zay's probably a little bit hard to get along with. And I, I... I think that it's more of also, since he is more calm, that it's a more safe environment for you to open up. Whereas Zay, you know, they were saying he's also like an Instagram influencer or something yeah. like that. Or he's and like a club promoter. Yeah, a club promoter. But he, he'll post like those type of like Instagram pictures where all the girls are commenting. And she said, he never shows me on his Instagram. And that makes me feel insecure since he's posting pictures like that that are like thirst traps. So, you know, it makes her again feel like anxious of like... There's like no emotional care safety about me? there. Yeah, so she doesn't know how much he actually cares about her because he's not expressing to others how much he cares about her. So I'm sure that makes her hesitant to yeah, express to him. because you probably feel like stupid. Like, yeah. I feel like, can I open up? Like, you know, yeah. you want to open up and you have all these things you want to say, but then like you like look at the reality of it and you're like, damn, they're not even posting me. They got all these bitches in their comments. Yeah. And maybe, I played. maybe it's that, like you either fully commit to me by marriage and because I don't know how you feel about me and that's like the ultimate way to prove that you actually do care about me and yeah. propose even though you know they didn't seem like they had this very strong connection yeah not even like chemistry really for no, me like I, I kept forgetting that they were like the couple like yeah. everybody else I kind of like knew who their yeah. original couple was but every time I would see her with Jake or like him with Janique I would forget like who was their original partner yeah their personalities just didn't seem to mesh well together yeah i agree okay so what we were talking about because i was watching this one tiktok of this lady i don't know if you've seen her she's like a body language lady and um she was doing i don't remember if it was like multiple couples but all the comments that i was reading were like about zay where it was it was a conversation with ray and zay when he's like trying to i think it was like their first conversation where he's like oh how do you feel about me and she's like the body language lady is like, oh, like he, the way he's sitting, he's like open and wanting to communicate. And then Rachel's just like hiding. I'm like, I get some of the body language stuff, but I don't know. This lady is not very credible to me. I'm not going to name any names because she kind of was agreeing with people in the comments talking about how like Zay was like vulnerable and open. And I could see it a little bit, but this one comment just kind of like, perfectly kind of explained it to me this girl on tiktok was like zay is so emotionally expressive i love to see that trait in men and how when his how when he feels himself getting heated he separates himself to cool off 
And then the lady was like, yes, that's why I really wanted to make this. He still has work to do, but it's important for other men to see his example. I don't know. How do we feel about him as an example? Like, how do, what do you think? I think he's a good example, unfortunately. Um, I think I was telling Ashley earlier that I think Zay has that um, pretty privilege um where he's a very attra- i think he personally i think he's a very attractive guy he's six five and i think he like plays a sport yeah, probably yeah i mean and uh you know I, he's just a good looking guy and so i think that the way that he came off originally and then just because you saw this tiny little inch of change that it's just like oh my god wow oh my god. good for you like everyone needs to be more like him willing to change and it's just like Okay, but how much did he really change? Because even in the reunion, when he's talking to Ray, she's trying to say something and he's like, but, 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 and he will not, he will not let his, just shut up and just let her finish. And even with- I was getting um, so mad. Even with Shanique, Shanique is like, let me say this. He's like, no, but let me say this. And he's like, I'll let you continue, but, and- it's like, him, shut the fuck Him up. continuing to say, I'll let you continue, but is not letting her continue. So what kind of communication is that where you, the partner doesn't get to feel like they get to, you know, have their part said and his part said, like he wants to only say his part. And if what the partner has to say is hurting his feelings in any way, even though they're trying to express it respectfully, he just shuts out and walks away and doesn't really, um, like if you have that anxious type of attachment or avoidant attachment where you do need to walk away from a situation and you can't talk about it in the heat of a moment, like, you know, it can be a good thing. Personally, I'm that way. When I get upset with something, I would rather not say things that I don't mean. And I like to collect my thoughts first. So I'll say like, give me a moment. Like, um, I'm going to take a communicate shower. It. Yeah. I'm going to take a shower or like, I'm going to go on a walk. I'll be back in an hour and we could like reconnect then. But you have to, if the other person isn't like that and they're anxious about you leaving, you need to give them, um, a for sure time period of when you're actually going to reconvene and talk about it. Because if you just leave it open, that doesn't you're like, help the relationship. This, I can't talk right now. Yeah. And you just storm out. The and what other kind person? of trust like, does that leave for the other person especially in his sense not only did he walk away and not say like let's talk about this later or um let's talk about this in the morning but he just walked away his phone turned off he who doesn't have iphone chargers you know yeah um, his phone turned off and he ended up falling asleep coming back at eight in the morning i don't think that that was the best way to go about it and he wasn't fully able to say that he was in the wrong either so i just yeah. don't see how he is a great example i think he's a great example that was the beginning of change that was so fucked up when he did that yeah oh my god yeah so for more context that was when he was living with ray again they moved back in and like everyone when they moved back in with their partner there was so much like just tension and drama just like knowing that your partner has been living with someone else for three weeks i get it so like the first couple days were rough for everybody i think like they like started off on the wrong foot immediately because like he was trying to talk about like i'm ready for marriage now because she gave him the ultimatum and then he all of a sudden is like i'm ready now but she kind of isn't anymore because her Mm -hmm. and jake clicked so much so she's kind of having second thoughts and she wasn't able to express herself at all so he kind of got pissed and um, what pissed me off too is like when he's like in the kitchen on the phone with like his friend he's like so what's the move for tonight like all loud that would piss me off if you're just like all loud trying to make plans with with your friends 
to leave when you know we're like having an argument like yeah. let's talk about it why are you making i feel like that's just toxic as fuck it is and then he leaves and his phone turns off his location is off and he comes back at eight in the morning i would have lost my damn mind yeah oh hell no yeah. and like he i don't think he did apologize at all like he kept being like, well, I was upset. I was upset because you weren't saying if you wanted to be engaged or get married and you weren't answering my question and you left because she was like, I'm sick. I need to take a shower or whatever. Yeah. And he pretty much just kept blaming it on that. And like, I feel like that's such like a manipulation tactic, like giving you the runaround instead of talking about the issue, which mm -hmm. was you were out all fucking night. No communication. till eight in the morning when I'm trying to tell you that that's a problem. And you're like, well, you, oh my fucking God, take some goddamn accountability. And it's just kind of going in circles, basically. Yeah, which is exhausting and draining. Yeah. And if you've been there, you fucking know. Like, oh my fucking God, I felt so bad for her. And that was like the last straw for her. She fucking broke up with him. So I was like happy for her. And he just still, I feel like, was trying to play victim. Yeah, and but he used his past experiences to connect and that's exactly what Shanique was trying to tell him that like you said you know she's leaving me just like everyone else in my life has left me and typical you're, typical you're yes they both left but was it for the same reasons no so why are you making such a broad statement like that when it has nothing to do with each other and she was trying to tell him that and then he, guess what he walks away because he doesn't want to hear it so instead of sitting with it and trying to process what do you mean by that how you know if you're trying to grow right you can't just yeah. walk away from a situation you need to sit with your and feelings. i think there's a difference between like how this person was trying to say oh when he gets heated he removes himself from the situation i think there's a difference from removing yourself from the situation and from just like not being open to hearing somebody say yes. anything that you don't like yes like there's a clear difference and it's just so rude and just shows that you don't want to even try to change or hear them yes. out and like that would piss anybody off that's no yeah. way to like that's not productive yeah and regarding any conversation whether it's with a partner with a friend with anyone where you have a disagreement and a belief um the more you sit with that person and kind of talk to understand their logic the more you're going to find you know some similarities of your beliefs or a connection or understanding at least why they believe that but if you just take that first statement and that's what you get upset about you're not willing to continue to break that down into further to understand then you're gonna go nowhere and so if you're if he's saying he's ready for marriage but he can't handle these small conversations that are triggering to him that relate to his trauma then how are you supposed to handle a whole marriage yeah you clearly are not equipped to just no. handle regular disagreements no and that's like a really big thing going into marriage you need to be able to like have your communication styles down yeah. so that you're not dealing with this shit long term you know yeah. that's those are like grounds for divorce pretty much like if you can't just fucking communicate you know mm -hmm. and i think this one comment pretty much explains what you were talking about pretty privilege this girl was like zay has some issues but it was refreshing to see a man articulate his feelings and be direct the bar is in hell <laughs> and she's absolutely right because so many girls were like, oh, he's so sweet. Like, oh, my God, he's so vulnerable. I would love that in a man. This man was angry as fuck. 
like raising yeah. his voice, cussing, He's passionate. <laughs> like what? No, like he was like I'd be cussing. Scared. I'd yeah, be scared, especially being as big as he is. Like I would yeah. be terrified for something to happen and for him to just keep escalating. You know, I I don't know. Yeah, and we were talking about this before when him and Shanique were living together. So that's the other girl, and they got in like the first little kind of disagreement, and he was just immediately just comfortable being that way like couldn't even like mask his anger enough with Mm-mm. a stranger on camera so that's when i started to like feel more bad for ray because like if he's this way on camera with a stranger it's, it hasn't it hasn't even been three weeks yeah i can't imagine how he is behind closed doors with her and they've been together for like over a year you know yeah. that's scary yeah. to say the least and then somebody else said telling you these girls she said he was my favorite none of these ladies realize how amazing this man is and then the lady that posted it was like he certainly has trauma but his growth mindset is very attractive his growth mindset how and then that like reminds me of a tiktok that i just shared with you Uh um, by the middle child podcast on tiktok he posted a video about like basically if you're like on your second third hangout with someone and you're like starting to just share more vulnerable things and they kind of just trauma dump just or tell you something that happened to them that was like a traumatic event in their life and they don't let you know also within a following conversation that they're working and prioritizing their healing to run that's a red flag and that kind of reminded me of zay because when he went to meet shanique's family he shared with them which i do think it is it is admirable to be open and like willing to be vulnerable with someone, but you that needs to follow. Like you need to be healing and working on it, which he's not. He basically, I don't remember like exactly what happened in his life, but he had been like homeless, I believe. His and like, parents left him. He doesn't have any contact with them. Yeah. So it's really fucking sad. And like to see him be vulnerable, I think is a step in the right direction. And it's good for him to acknowledge that. But he needs a lot of work still. And you can see that he hasn't been working on it, at least to an extent where he really is growing from it. And that maybe his first step right now is just communicating that it happened because he says, like, I don't want to cry right now. I don't want to. And so basically he's had so much where he's it's like the trauma's up to here to where it's ready to explode. Because yeah, like every time everything. it gets brought up, it's still extremely sensitive. He cried sensitive. like a few parts, or like yeah. this one time. Yeah, he did cry. So I feel like yeah. when you're crying like that all the time over it, like it's time to heal. Like you need to yeah. let it out. But instead, it's it's not being resolved. It's not um, being brought back to in where he's actually processing it and um, overcoming it. He just keeps using it as a reason why he is the way he is, but not to say. You know, and I think Shanique even pointed that out to him, too. And he didn't want to hear it. I'm like, okay, you're so much better than that now. So don't use that as an excuse. Like, keep growing from it and heal from it. And he's not, I I personally don't see as a therapist that he's actually growing from it. No, it seemed like the same thing every like conflict that would happen yeah he would react the exact same way like his cup of water it's a full cup that's the trauma and then right when it gets brought up he spills like yeah the anger just comes out yeah and so how is 
he still has a lot of growing to do. And I really think that that's great that he's able to express that he wants to grow from it. And that he's recognizing. Yeah. It's definitely trauma like affects him. better than pushing it down. Yeah. Like at least he's like a, you know, yeah. Above ground but don't zero. Leave it on other people to say, yeah. I have this trauma. Don't treat me like this. Or this is why I do this. And that's it. Like keep working yeah. on it yourself. Yeah. Like one step in like the right direction is good, but you're not there yet. Yes. Like you can't just stop there and then just like pat yourself on the back, you know, yes. like he's definitely been through a lot. It was fucking sad. Yeah. But 100%. yeah, I hope he can heal because like he does seem like he could be like vulnerable and like yeah. a sweet boyfriend or whatever. Yes. Best wishes to him. But that's like the girls just need to like the bars in hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, Take it easy. <laughs> that is not anything to be like, oh, my God, yeah. you know, totally. Ugh, all right, so on to a different couple, Madeline and Colby. All right, they were like fucking wild to me, like the biggest trip. Um, he wanted kids. She didn't really want kids, right? She didn't even seem like she fucking liked him to me. Yeah. Like yeah. he was like, oh, I love her so much. Like Madeline, my love, like love of my life. I love her so much. And she's just like, could I fall in love with someone else? Yeah, probably. <laughs> And then she, like, sees one of the other guys. She's like, Randall, oh, my God. Like, yeah. she was, like, drooling over this man. Like, yeah. she was so excited to yeah. live with this other person for three weeks. Like, yeah. it seemed to me like a freaking, like, hall pass. Totally. This experience, she treated yeah. it like a fucking hall pass. She did. But at the same time, I hate him. Like, he was very manipulative to me. And I also, like, they're, like, both manipulative and gaslighty to the point where I was like, who is the gaslighter or yeah. are they both the gaslighters? They both learn to just kind of gaslight each other. Literally. Like, Cause yeah. so, okay. So he, I feel like he feels like he got cheated from the experience because the girl that he was gonna, he was gonna pick her toxic ass boyfriend proposed to her during that whole thing. So he was like, fuck. So then he got stuck with April. April. She wasn't even going to pick him first. She was yeah. going to pick like another dude. So then they ended up together. I don't think they had any attraction. So I think he was upset about that. Yeah. He wanted to be with a girl that like he thought was hot or whatever. Well, and I think that he wanted to feel what she was feeling. Like, um, you know, he wanted the same experience that she had. And he saw that she was very um, attracted to Randall. Thirsty. And so he was just like, well, well I want that. I think, and I think that he wanted her to maybe feel the same jealousy. I and think so. Since there yeah. wasn't that same attraction, and he was just kind of like living with someone, like as almost like a roommate, that yeah. like he didn't get to have her feel like, oh my gosh, no, I do want to marry him. I don't want to see him with somebody. She else. wasn't scared. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And like at that point, he should have just fucking like faked it when he was like in front of her or whatever, <laughs> or like worked out a deal with April. Yeah. I would have worked out a deal because like yeah. Jake wasn't tripping about April either. Like True. I would have just made a deal with Colby yeah. if I was April, like that's, to make them jealous or yeah, whatever. Totally. If that's your fucking MO. But like <laughs> he he went the wrong ass way about it. He started like fucking with girls outside of the show, which to me is outside of the agreement. That's like actual cheating at that point. Like if you signed up for a show, you signed up for the show within those bounds. Like yeah. those are like the rules. Yeah. Like he met a girl outside, was texting her. I think FaceTiming, he, FaceTiming, went to her apartment or she went to his or something Yeah. at like four in the morning or something. So like, I don't know what they did. So when Madeline finds out, She's pissed. I feel like she has a right to be pissed, but is she kind of like a hypocrite? 
a hypocrite. Uh, like she up. was having a blast with Randall. Oh, like she was like, oh, like from the beginning, like just so horny about him. <laughs> like she, yeah. I feel, she was trying to fuck him. I feel oh, like no, she totally like was. she was she like, got upset. He's that he's not didn't trying to fuck to. me. Yeah. Like I feel like that's the only thing missing. Yeah, that's the only way I express myself, and he's not, you know, giving yeah. it to me. Like she was like crying about it. Like yeah, tears. Um, yeah. So I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, I think. He should have only tried to do that with that one partner. And he said, I did it for you, yet he didn't communicate to her that he did it. She found out secretively. That's, so, oh my, that's when I was like, you're a fucking yeah. gaslighting so, ass Yeah, so even like, you know, to the camera, like interview style, whatever, the, where he's just like, I did all that for her. And it's like, no, you did not. You just wanted the, to feel the same thing that she was feeling. In, yeah, because she found your, in his phone. Get your whole pass. Yeah. yeah. She found in his phone that he was talking to girls. So that's when she brought it up and she was pissed. And like, yeah. he literally was like, I did it to get the experience to make you feel the way I was feeling. Yet he was hiding all of this. Yeah. Like, and I feel bad. Girls fall for that shit. Like, and to say that they were in an open relationship when that was, wasn't what? necessarily the case. It was a very, um, constricted open relationship in the sense yeah. that you are going with one other person you're, and you're aware of that one other person whereas yeah. he just kind of started talking to other girls hiding it hiding yeah. it yeah so like i definitely like saw both of their sides that's yeah, why like, i, I feel like sides. they're so fucking toxic yeah <laughs> and like okay so is she a hypocrite kind of yeah is he wrong yes yeah so both can be true <laughs> yeah that doesn't have to be one or the other yeah so then on the reunion well first of all like the last episode they have to like kind of just decide if they're gonna whatever so he proposes she fucking says yes and then he's like surprise i have a fucking <laughs> pastor here or whatever i was mad when i saw that That was like really manipulative because i feel like for her like maybe she could have just done it for the show yeah to not make him look bad yeah but it's just like he knew exactly what he wanted and like we talked about before he knew from the very beginning what he wanted and how he was going to get it and even though him and april did not have um the connection and the chemistry like um madeline and randall did he still used april to show all these good husband traits uh, you know that um like hubby material and all that shit and was very caring for her when she was sick and all that stuff to show hey madeline look how great i am look yeah. how good i treated her and then so to just be like hey let's get married today i just think that that was really messed up that was like sinister yeah like to me let's lock it in now and you can't go back on this one yeah. at least as easily because then he's gonna make her look really bad if yeah. she's like well not today and he like already brought someone so that was fucking crazy like i'm yeah. telling you he's like a little villain yeah and then like on that. the reunion she's fucking pregnant seven months pregnant like first of all she wasn't even sure if she liked him it didn't seem like she likes him and then she's like obsessed over randall and then she finally is like okay i'll get married and now you're fucking pregnant and you didn't even know if you really wanted kids. Yeah. Like they're a mess. Like they were like the messiest couple to yeah. me. They were very toxic. And I, I think it was that kind of just going back in the power play of like, I have the upper hand now. No, you have the upper hand instead of like trying to find where you're equal. Yeah. They trip me out. Yeah. Bad. That was like, a lot. I feel like I still can't understand like what's their MO. Like both of them. I'm like, what is what is your guys deal i can't tell like what's his deal like 
he's like saying that he fucking loves her and he's obsessed with her, but I don't feel like he is still. I don't know why. I don't know why. Something about it just is off as fuck to me. Like they didn't even feel like a couple to me. But he's like saying all these things. Like, I love her. She's the love of my well, life. Well, and it, it was kind of like the way that what she said was that he is that like everything's perfect person and doesn't want there to be any bumps in the road and just wants to show everyone everything's peachy over here. And yeah. so I don't know what his experience past whatever is where he just, you know, is has that mentality where everything needs to go perfect and I need this picture perfect life. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think that. he likes a challenge, though. Because he was going to pick that other girl that didn't want kids. And he was like, I feel like I could sway her. I feel like I could change her yeah. mind. Yeah. So I feel like even being with Madeline, like something about him likes a challenge. Like everything's a game to him. And he's yeah. like very kind of just like narcissistically just like trying to like prove he could win no matter what. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I do not so like him. I, yeah, I'm curious to see you know, what their relationship is like five years from now because he got what he wanted, even though it was difficult for him. He got exactly what he wanted. Now what? Yeah. Like, he's just going to be, like, bored now? Yeah. Who knows? That just sounds like a recipe for disaster, if you ask me. Or divorce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so Shanique and Randall. So Randall was the guy that Madeline was, like, obsessed with. Shanique is the girl that got paired up with Zay. I I kind of liked them. Definitely, she seemed very childish to me. Yes. But also, I could relate to her because I'm also childish sometimes. And Randall was very chill. And I feel like a lot of people like thought he was like the best guy. But I also think he was very sneaky and just like very good at playing like he's like the nice guy, but secretly trying to like get his like with um, Madeline. Mm-hmm. Like he was all about it. <laughs> I was, like, cracking up when they, like, moved back in together. And he's like, what did you want me to do? Just, like, be in the corner and just miss you the whole time? And she's like, yes! <laughs> and, like, I just could relate to that because I would be Shanique probably. I feel like I could relate to Shanique a lot with that. Like, she seems like she's very jealous. Yeah. I'm like that, too. But she loves him very much. And she has that pressure from her family that she feels like she, she needs the ring. She sets extremely high standards, yeah. too. Yeah. Because she's really pretty, too. Like, yeah, she could, like, definitely. get whoever she wants. Um, okay, but I want to talk about, because when she got into it with Zay the first time, is because she was making a lot of facial expressions when they were, like, talking about stuff. And he was, like, getting so triggered. Is that toxic? I, <laughs> I wouldn't appreciate those faces. Yeah. Because, again, they're for sure even uh body language does have an effect on the other person um and it does it is subconsciously telling the other partner something about how you're feeling about them so for like eye rolling and yeah, just and like, like making faces just all the, she was extremely expressive yeah. and i feel like i just naturally am like that and it's hard for me to hide that and me too and that's why like i get it but it is not helpful um i think that when you're trying to communicate something and if you're um if your partner just because they're quiet they're making all these faces it's like you don't even feel i wouldn't feel comfortable continuing what i'm trying to say because i'm just like you're already judging you're already being this way like i don't yeah. even know what you ha- want to say to me because i could already see it on your face yeah like just like jumping to a conclusion already in your head yeah when you're still hearing someone out yeah yeah i guess body language can play like a lot in 
discussions and arguments. And what I what I did notice with Shanique too is that a lot of the times when she communicates, she doesn't look people in their eyes. I don't oh, know really? if you noticed that, but I most didn't. of the time she'll look down like this and she'll talk to somebody like this. And so I think that she still has a hard time mm-hmm. communicating things. And um, so she is more expressive with her face. And because I think that it's hard for her to be more direct and like, I don't know, oh, something. Yeah. But I noticed that with when she was talking to her, her partners, both partners, and then also to um, the other women on the show. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Damn, I need to pay attention. I wonder if I'm like that. Because, <laughs> like, it's, like, so hard for me to express myself, like, over, like, text and, like, that's pretty much it. But, like, in person, I'm so just, like, it's hard for me. Like, I feel so just, like, exposed. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But another, like, thing um, of body language that reminded me is, like, I feel like when you're talking to someone, like turning your body towards them, because I've been in like, like conversation with someone, we're like sitting next to each other and like, I'm trying to like express something mm-hmm. and like, they'll be like turned completely like the other way or just like looking the other way. I'm like completely turned towards them trying to talk. And yeah. then they're just like, I'm like, are you even fucking listening to me? Exactly, so like body yeah. language is like really important. It's like shutting the other person out when you're yeah. just like this. It's like, are you paying attention? It doesn't are even feel like we're connected. Yeah, you are know? you following along with what I'm saying? So it feels like they're like shutting you out. Yeah. So yeah, I guess being mindful of body language, there's like a lot of little ways that you can be communicating things without like actually communicating it. And what I noticed with April too is that she would try to hold Jake's hand when she would talk to them when they would have a serious conversation. Oh, and yeah. And that is actually a good way to he's like communicate difficult. Yeah, because he didn't want to be present with her. He didn't That's want That's when I could tell he that, was over her when she oh, was like 100%. just trying to hold his hand and he like literally yanked it away. Yeah. So um, if you are trying to be positive with your partner and if you do have a partner that is anxious, it is good to, you know, put your hand on, you know, their knee or on their back or hold their hand. And even though it's difficult, you're showing them like I'm present and I care about you, even though this is a difficult conversation and maybe something that you don't want to hear right now. It's still like I care. Good point. Good. No, it's definitely would make them feel like I don't fucking hate you. Like yeah. we're communicating. I'm on your side. It's this is like, yeah, reassurance is important. Um, all right. Randall. I don't know. Was there anything about Randall? How do you feel about Randall? I, I mean, I felt very neutral with him. Like, right. Like I can't really read him. Yeah. He wasn't someone that was easy to read. Um, it seemed like he did really enjoy Madeline. And then, you know, he, like, I was actually surprised when he proposed to Shanique. Me too. Because it seemed like he was, like, really fed up with her shit. Because, like, with her being kind of childish and just always rolling her eyes and the way that she communicated. Yeah. He was like, I just want her to change that. And yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. I, I could, I could. I guess understand it did that. seem like the tables had turned. I think that um, she felt very high and mighty at the beginning and like, I'm giving you the ultimatum and I'm the best thing, which she, and don't get me wrong. I think that she is like a really great person and that like, you know, she has a lot to offer, but she was just kind of like on her high horse and just like, like she had I'm the, the power. Best. Yeah. And then, you know, and then all of a sudden he meets Madeline and she's just very easygoing, giving him what he wants and all that stuff. And and then she sees him just kind of like distancing himself from her. And she's like, oh, shit. 
Yeah. So, you know, th- that just goes to show that like you do have to compromise and kind of meet each other in the middle because you never know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was so I was actually surprised that he like, you know, thought things through and was like, oh, OK, like I do want to propose to you. But I do think that it was very smart of them um, that they decided to kind of end the engagement break up and now they're kind of working on things but I think that they realize that there isn't a rush and that they do still need to work on themselves and work on each other before they make that more final commitment yeah and like okay so the show is hosted by um Vanessa and Nick Lakey is that how you say his name cliche who's Nick Lakey nobody (laughs) anyway um um, and they kind of talked about how they at one point had took like a break and dated other people and come back to each other Mm -hmm. and like I always kind of have like a hard time thinking about that because like to me I feel like it would just invite drama I guess depending on like how serious the like relationship is in the middle of that like before you come back to each other because they were like oh it's like a good idea because you see if we really want to be like back with the other person they were like they almost kind of like made it seem like it's like a good idea to do that if you're at like a crossroads in a relationship Mm -hmm. which is kind of like what they did in the show I don't know like how do you feel about that do you think it can be healthy or like there's like non-healthy ways to go about it so um I guess I didn't fully understand their situation. And so um, I don't know if you can clarify Um, in Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey's relationship. Did they agree that they were going to come back or did they just break up and happen to come back and realize that they were good for each other? I think from what I remember that they just broke up and then got back together. I kind of realized. Yeah. So (laughs) um that's what happened in my current relationship you know we broke up in 2017 started talking last year I believe yeah it was last year and so we didn't have intentions of getting back together and we didn't break up for these horrible terms though yeah and so I think that if you are um mature enough to communicate and you're not curious about what went on and while you guys were broken up and you just happen to decide like hey like we're a good fit for each other right now and the timing is great and we're both you know grew with whatever we needed to do then I think that that's fine and on yeah I, I sometimes like it I is a very healthy like relationship the timing yeah and um we both don't ask about what went on in between those years and yeah. uh, we're able like to you don't need to know <laughs> no and I think point. as long as like there's nothing being dragged in like if yeah. you're like a person that can completely cut off any relationships or anything that happened in between yeah. then like it's all good because I could see like it getting messy if yeah. like someone is with someone and it's like a messy ex that's like still coming through or like they're still friends or like something like that yeah and I think with this situation of the way that the show is set up um that both partners are aware of who that other partner was and then it's like oh well did you like it when Ray did this or and then they have to watch the footage (laughs) yeah like I just don't see how any of these couples are going to come out of it winning other than Alexis and Hunter because they didn't have to go through with it so yeah he ended up proposing during the like process when they were supposed to be picking partners they're all sitting at a dinner table and they're all supposed to be picking other people and this man got up and proposed to this girl I was like good for them 
And like she was funny as fuck to me. Like <laughs> it's like I don't know. I kind of liked her, but like I was like a kind of hater. But she was funny. She knew what she wanted. Yeah, she was someone who knew what she wanted. But she, yeah, she was interesting. Like the way that she came at Colby, because she was trying to get with Colby at first. That's I think she I thought he was hot. Yes, and then he was like, Nah, I'm not really interested. And then she was like pushing it, like why? And he was just very honest and was like, I just was not physically attracted. And she was so mad. But that's what I thought was so funny because she acted like that didn't, the way that it happened was not what happened in her head. And she said, he said, I'm unattractive. And he didn't say that. He just said, I'm not attracted to you. That's yeah. why. And she's like, that can't be the reason. Like, there's absolutely no way that you can't yeah. find me unattractive. Like, okay, girl. So that's what I want to talk about. I was like, okay, so. Was she, like, right? Did she know the vibes? Because she ended up being right about Colby. Yes. Or was she just, like, a clock is right? A broken clock is right twice a day? What is, how does it go? You know that saying? I know what you're saying, but I don't <laughs> it's know like the saying. a broken clock is whatever, which I feel like that was more of the case. I think that was more of, of the case. Like, um, it was a coincidence that she ended up being right about him. Yeah. Like, she's lucky because she was making a lot of allegations. And I was like, bitch, calm down. True. And at the end, I was like, okay, she was right. But I think she just got lucky. Yeah. And I kind of compare her to um, Nate, where she wasn't, no one was picking her. And she was getting really upset about it. And so I think that's why she was so happy that her original partner picked her. And, that's true. And that's why Nate felt like he had to propose too because he was like no one's picking me i don't want to be in this situation anymore yeah so nate was like the most like fucking problematic one yeah i did not care for him at all he was the oldest one he's 30 his girlfriend was 26 her name was lauren he really wanted to get married and have kids she didn't want kids really at all and to me i'm like okay 26 and 30 he's 30 he's probably like ready for kids now and i feel like that's always gonna come up with like an older when one's older, whether it's the guy or the girl, because somebody's probably going to be like, well, I'm ready now. And the other one's like, well, I still have four years of life that I haven't lived compared to you. So, you know, mm -hmm. and like, I don't feel like kids is something that you can really compromise on. Like people talk about like, oh, we have to compromise. Maybe you can have one kid. And that's what they ended up compromising. Yeah, that is. You're right. The, oh, my God. Yeah. They're, they're like, we're going to have one for now. And, like, it, their dynamic is, was weird. She, like, barely talked at all during the reunion. Mm -hmm. And he was, like, all, like, just, like, getting all angry, I feel like, during something. Very defensive. Yeah. The way, you know, the way that he explained because they, they showed the, I'm going to pick you. And oh, yeah. him telling Madeline that he was going to pick her and she and then all of a sudden he, <laughs> they're like calling him out. Did like in milliseconds, did you just change your mind? I was like, I'm going to propose to Lauren. Yeah, his energy was off during that shit. Yeah. Like, what are so, you doing? Yeah. So, I mean, he was ready to explain himself in his own way or whatever, yeah. but it just was it was, it was bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So their dynamic was super weird. He just seems very aggressive and like he kind of. I think when you're younger, especially when the woman is younger and the man is older, you kind of always, like, we're conditioned to see a man as, like, authoritative and, like, knowing what they're talking about. I feel like especially if you're younger and you don't have experience, you kind of just trust a man to, like, 
be leading you in the right direction, like have your best interest in mind and just to know what they're doing. Basically everything that they say just seems like it's a fact. And Mm -hmm. like a lot of men talk out of their ass. So you can't believe that. But when you're a younger woman, it's kind of easy to fall into that. And I feel like that's their dynamic. Mm -hmm. Like she just trusts him. And I hope she does not have his baby, but we'll see. Cause it's fucking sad. Yeah, that's not something that you can really compromise on yeah. because he won. Like, not that like compromising should be like win or lose, but like he's getting what he wants. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not one kid is not a compromise. A kid is a kid. Like, that's not really a decision to like be played with. That'll change the dynamic of your life. Yeah, and you can't like go back on it. Usually, in a relationship or like a compromise is something that like at the end of the day you can kind of go back if it doesn't go the way you like you know mm-hmm. like if you're like i want to move to this city i want to move to this city okay we'll compromise and we'll move here first and then move over here later okay like nothing's going to change in your life permanently yeah and especially when it's the woman that doesn't want to have kids she's ultimately majority of the time going to be the main caretaker and so to say I don't want to have kids and then to have even just one child as a compromise that is going to change the rest of your life and yeah. so you can't go back on it and it's a lot of stress and a lot of things that you weren't actually expecting to happen in your life and so I think that that is a huge thing to try to push on somebody if they didn't really want to do it yeah like it's easy as a man to pressure a woman to have a kid you yeah. know it's like a little kid asking the parents to yeah. buy a puppy. Exactly. Like they're going to have to take care of it at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. So as a parent, you have to be like, okay, do I want a puppy? It's not about, does your kid want a puppy? Do you want a puppy? That's your puppy now. Yeah. You're the adult. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty much all the couples. Um, can't wait for season two. I think that's everything I wanted to talk about for them. And now this crazy conversation well I don't want to say crazy because I don't know if he listens (laughs) I doubt it (laughs) (laughs) uh, okay so I had posted a video on Instagram about like the importance of first dates my reasoning was basically just like you know guys especially like on dating apps just like swipe 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 just to like you know the higher amount of people that they swipe on or ask out or DM, like it's a numbers game, you know, eventually someone is going to say yes. Right. So for me, that's gross. I would hate to find out that I was on a date with a guy that just messaged a million girls. Like it just would give me like the biggest ick. It'd be a turnoff. Does not feel special. So I was just like, yeah, I'd be like, (laughs) Oh no, I fell for this. Yeah. So I think, like, that's why on a first date it has to show that, like, it was intentional, you know? Like, not just some generic shit Mm because they don't even remember which one of the girls this is, you know? And, like, this guy was like, you got to be a player in 2022. It's way harder to get high-quality women to connect or message you back because so many dudes are simping for any girl. Being an average guy isn't the standard anymore, quote-unquote average. And I basically just told him... Being a player to get a high-quality woman seems counterintuitive to me, but so does calling people lower high-quality, like they're not a car. And I guess if you're going to be, if you're going to go after IG baddies that only mess with celebrities, ballers, and athletes, then yeah, being average definitely ain't going to cut it. But other than that, most girls seem to be with average dudes. 
okay? Like, I look around, like, no shade to any of nobody's boyfriends, but they're all just average guys. They're not ballers, athletes. They're not millionaires. They're not, like, what these men think are, like, the alpha male, you know? Like, most girls are with fucking regular guys. Like, well, girls are not, just like... think about the way that that's saying. It's, like, um, how can every girl be with a higher than average guy everyone most people you're gonna average out in the yeah. average <laughs> so an average girl's gonna be with an average guy uh, like it's gonna vary there's gonna be some more high high quality women that you're gonna have average dudes but ultimately there's not enough of the higher and highest yeah like, at the or end the of lower, the day the lowest. like it just it just doesn't make sense it's and, the average for a reason and but why is he calling himself an average guy? So why would a high quality woman want to give an average guy the time? Like why he's just like, I'm just an average guy. And this you know, you? high quality woman doesn't want me. So I have to message so many people. To play the numbers game. Like, why don't you be better then? And maybe she'll message you back. Literally. <laughs> like that's what Kevin Samuels would tell these fools. And like, they love to worship him. But like, okay. So then he was like, Yes, but most girls are being hit up by so many simp dudes. Some don't know what options to choose because there might be, example, a hundred dudes trying to take her out that week. So a guy would have to talk to a lot of girls to be able to go on a date with the girl he finds really attractive. On average, it takes, sorry, comma, on average, it takes 10 to 12 numbers for a guy to have a confirmed meetup with a girl it's actually a lot of work, almost like a second job. That many women will never understand how much work it is. And you have to talk to a certain amount of women to get anywhere with a woman that is very attractive, which is fine. It's all a part of the game. So, okay, this seems like very calculated. Like he's like, on average, it takes 10 to 12 numbers to get a confirmed meetup a second job just get a second job or get a better job and then you will elevate yourself and you like, won't have to try so hard of messaging so many people um but also my question is is if it takes you that basically like what you said if it takes you that much effort then maybe you just need to improve yourself and you're gonna organically find someone versus having to dm all these women that don't know you don't know anything about you because personally um, if a random dude just hit me up, I wouldn't just automatically be like, yeah, I'll go on a date with you. Like, be like, who are you? Like, that's, it's not about them thinking that they're automatically better than you. It's just more of like the, um, not organic connection. Yeah. I, just be realistic. And, but like how many girls on average are having hundreds of dudes trying to take you out on a date every week? Hundreds of dudes a week. Like, that is like quite the stretch. Like, I feel like he's just creating this huge scenario in his head and, like, stressing himself out of, like, putting all this pressure on him of, like, I need to find, you know, a girl and I need to message this many because this is how hard it is. And maybe it's because he thinks that everyone is like him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's sending out hundreds of messages a week. You think girls are getting hundreds of yeah, messages a week. Like if there's someone like me, I wonder how many me's are messaging this girl. There Literally. must be so many. But to me, like, what blows my mind is, like, he understands that, like, high-value women, he's, like, saying it's fine, it's a part of the game, high-value women want more than average. So if you're saying it feels like you have a second job by how many fucking girls you're asking yeah. out, then why wouldn't you just actually take that time to better yourself? Yeah, and like, be more than average. 
literally because like it's gonna take you a long time to with these numbers to actually get someone and if like say one of these really high quality value women agrees to go out with you they meet you are you proud of what you have to show yeah are you proud that your second job is just dming girls (laughs) like does that seem like something that a high value man would be doing and if you don't consider yourself a high value man then why are you approaching high value women yeah and that's just me entertaining this whole high value, low value, because yeah. it's fucking weird. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I was like, I'm going to talk about it because I have thoughts, but it's just too much to type out. And he was like, for sure, this is a big topic. Why dudes mass text, mass approach girls? Because it's effort to get a girl's attention slash hold attention of a female that's very attractive. There's just levels. Yeah. If you have enough in common with someone organically, then it isn't so hard to keep their attention so why don't you go for people that are more like you yeah whatever that means whatever that means whatever that means to you know yourself and just shoot your shot in your range stay in your zone stay in your lane and maybe since he's putting in all this effort with this many women do a range and not only do high quality women but kind of rate the if you have to see okay i'm gonna actually shoot for this much lower of a woman is it easier? Okay, maybe that's my range that I should go for. Yeah, you seem like, <laughs> he seems like a realistic guy. Very calculated some, man. <laughs> in some senses, you know, like acknowledging that it's like high value women. But like, you know, I've said it before, like on TikTok with like men and just being real, realistic and staying in their lane. Okay, like if you see a girl that's like putting in all this effort on herself, she's doing that. So she yeah. knows what she deserves. Mm-hmm. So you are like, using all this energy to trying to get a girl like yeah. let's bring this back to self-love okay like yes. bring all that energy inwards focus on yourself and you will naturally attract somebody exactly. that appreciates you because you will be confident in knowing that you have something to offer being in all the dms shooting hundreds of shots a week is embarrassing it's not cute it's low it's slimy and it's a turn off and then no woman that values herself is gonna like think that's cute you know 100 percent. all right thank you very much everybody for staying tuned that was a fun episode lots of fun topics um any final thoughts about any of this we talked about a lot i guess self-love seems like the theme yeah know yourself know what you need to work on and Um, be patient with your partners and the timelines don't be so hard on timelines i would say yep and don't things will come naturally they're gonna come and you're gonna know when yes like you're young no matter how old you are you're young okay like (laughs) like, i don't care if if you're 30 okay like we're 30 and like there is no fucking rush like i think people are scared to like turn 30 and they think the world is gonna just cave in and they're gonna turn wrinkly and just never like get married like we have a whole life ahead of ourselves there is no rush and uh, just be happy be present in the moment and if you're happy in that moment don't worry about what's gonna come next the timeline of things just and just love yourself value yourself and you won't be like looking for validation in terms of a ring um yeah just pick someone that really values you don't marry someone that you have to force into marriage like a man will fucking tell you if he loves you and wants to marry you 
let him say it let him make it clear if it's not coming from him to me I don't know some girls like to just know what they want and go after it like I think it's okay to mention it but don't like force nobody but I don't know agreed all right you guys go ahead and follow snippin after dark on tiktok instagram twitter you can follow me at ash underscore friday underscore um tag you maybe not i don't know she has a job <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's uh, stephanie underscore venezuela yes thank you guys for tuning in thanks for having me on here thank you so much and we'll see you guys next time bye bye, bye. bye Lou.